It's always going to happen, isn't it, in a race like the Epsom. It's a race you've got to watch over and over and look at the hard luck tails and so on. And pace was a bit slow early. And then that horse of Damien Oliver's nugget um, went around and, and put some speed into the race. What I'm getting at is one of the outstanding performances in it was the inevitable Atati horse. And John Keyes is joining us. Good morning, John. G'day, Steve. Yeah, good to talk to you. Yeah, obviously had him primed to the minute there, yourself and the team, David Perez and so on, but boy, um, just didn't he, luck avoided him. Look, there, as we all know, you've got to have luck, and some, for some reason we don't seem to get an overdose of it. Um, but look, the horse was super, he pulled up super, and as you said, when, when Ollie went around, it's because, you know, the pace eased and come off, and we were just locked in midst of it all, couldn't get in, couldn't get out. Um, and look, the, the riders up here are bloody so, so good. They don't give an inch, you know. I noticed something happened. It may have been around the 900-metre mark or 800 when Hope in Your Heart got going around the inevitable. He seemed to copy interference there. What happened? And then he, he sort of dropped dropped the bridle a bit. <clears throat> he tried to get out there, and um, Willow was on his outside, and he called him and said, you know, stay there, stay there. Um, but they were coming back in his lap. And there wasn't a gap anywhere, so yes, he got shuffled away too far back, you know, like just, and sadly, that cost us, you know. Love to know what he reeled off, he's 600, well, in particular, he's 400 sectional. Oh, uh, look, we, we I, don't, I can't tell the exact times, but they did tell us there yesterday that it was the second quickest of the lot, but it was faster than the favourite for the ex, um, Everest. Think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Quite amazing, isn't it? Oh, it was an outstanding performance, yeah. So anyway, how is he? Any nicks or cuts out of that interference? He's got a little scrape on his uh, offside fetlock, but nothing to, to stress about. Um, he was bucking in his yard yesterday. Um, Dave's taken him for a walk up on the hill track today just for a bit of a walk and a pick. Um, and we've, we've been talking to the handicapper. We, I'm going to know which way to go, but it's starting to lean towards the... On behalf of the owners, uh, starting to talk about the uh, Turak at Flemington. Um, so yeah, well, if that's confirmed in the next you know couple of days, well, we'll be packing up and heading south again. Okay, so wait with him. We just talked about the Turak with Amelia's Jewel and Antino, the Queensland horse. Yeah, yeah, obviously she's very good. I mean, I don't know how good, but uh, according to the weights, there won't be very much difference. Um, and I just look. I, I just know that that King Charles would be be the toughest there is, won't it? You know, to wait for age. Yes, they're, they're just going to mm. all the all the best horses in our country is going to be there. Yeah. So we're talking about the 14th at Caulfield. That's right. So what are you expecting there, John? Uh, I think we're going to get about 55 and a half, something like that. Um, okay, that's what they reckon she's going to get. Yeah, I think we. I think there was about half a kilo. Um, just. Just talking today with the handicapper the other day, um, because which is probably a better option because if you go to some of these other races, you're going to get the the mayor's allowance, you know. He's been to Caulfield before. Uh, yes, he has, but I can't. Dave's not here, and I can't recall what the story was there. Mm, a couple of years ago now, back in 21. I don't know if he was going that well at the time. No, he wasn't disgraced there looking at I have to watch the races, to be honest with you, but there's a couple of runs there at Caulfield in 21. Well, it seems to us and, and the previous trainers who know him better than me um, that he's 
he's going as good, if not better, than he's ever gone. Yeah. And, and I, mean, I think his racing in time would suggest that. Like, he just, I'm just a staggered how he got, watching head on on the day, I could just see my colours, you know, going left, right, left, right, left, right. He was just pinballing off all the other big animals. And, uh, yeah, I thought, geez, he'll be absolutely stuffed by the time he gets back. I couldn't believe how well he came back, you know. He's, even straight after the race, he was, didn't, didn't, didn't phase him one bit. Yeah, in the straight, my Oberon was to his detriment on his outside. Hmm. Hmm. But yeah, I was amazed, like, you know, I was actually looking for his old colours, and I'm thinking, where is he, where is he? And then I'm, I realised he's in your colours, the brown and the lime. He confused me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that probably took a few got by surprise, but that was by order of the stewards because of all the other dramas. Sorry, it's maroon and lime, isn't it? Maroon and maroon, lime. lime, green, shamrocks. That's yeah. it. They've yeah. been registered for a long time, no doubt. Yes, they have, they have. Yeah, yeah no, we won't part with our, our shamrocks. Yeah, and how many are there, John, with this team that you've at the moment? That's in New South At, Wales? Um, well, the one that broke down in his first ever, well, first run up here when he came up was a travel mate. He went home actually only today. And we've still got um, I'm So Cool, who ran yesterday. Wasn't bad run, probably a bit too short for him at this stage. That's um, a Warwick farm. Yeah, yeah, we just got to keep pressing out with him. He's sort of, he's, he actually ran in the Hobart Cup, so he'll, he'll benefit from the uh, trip away. Um, and so we've got one running tomorrow, uh, Travelling Gigolo, another distance horse who ran second in the Hobart Cup um, early in the year. Yeah, so, running it on the inside track there, 1,400 metres. He's by Globetrotter. So uh, who's he named after, Travelling Gigolo? Or dare uh, not ask? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I, I won't. I, I, know, I know that there's a heap of ladies that own him, so, yeah, I daren't go there. All right. Well, good luck anyway, the inevitable. So it sounds like the Turak is where you're going. I'd say that's what they'll settle upon, but that's, yeah, it's been yep. discussed at the moment, but I'm pretty sure that's what's going to that happen. Gee, that's going to be some race and a half. Um, anyway, yeah. thank you. All right, Steve, thanks very thank much. Thank you. That's a pleasure, John. John Key's talking about the run, and uh, if you haven't seen it yet, go and watch a replay. You want, he's hard to spot because he's so small. But anyway, he ended up worse than midfield, and that's where we thought he'd sort of be. Um, but then there's an incident. If you just watch it around that 900-metre mark um, when Hope in Your Heart took off, might have been the 800, 900, you could just see he, he got interfered with and then he was just shuffled back, shuffled back, third, last, second, last there, the top of the straight. And then he had, when he tried to get a run, he had my Oberon on his outside and hoping your heart in front of him. And yeah, it was just, but when he got clear, these engines that he's got, or this massive engine kicked up and he just rocketed to the line. It was an amazing performance by, by the little horse. So I'm having a look at the Turak market now. So Billy's jewel is a dollar ninety, Antino four fifty, and the inevitable. Where is he? Um, he's at fifteen dollars and uh, three dollars and eighty cents.